In the last few months, the world of chocolate has melted under the progressive movement to the cheers of chubby socialists everywhere. First, some were calling for the dick bane on the Snickers bar to be removed, replacing it with a less offensive, smooth version. And, at least according to Nick, our chocolate penis expert, there have also been renewed calls for a more representative range of Snickers, with white chocolate and caramel versions available. To our horror, we then realised that the world of chocolate is nothing but a reflection of centuries of phallic-obsessed dominance, albeit in different shapes and sizes. So why stop at the throbbing, veiny Snickers? There are other candy bars to go after too, all dripping with the patriarchy. 100 grand bars are just for men, women have to settle for the 84 grand bar. There's three musketeers, as if just one man isn't enough. And don't get me started on Ferrero Rocher, they're literally shaped like balls. Luckily, Mars, the company behind Snickers, has made some progress. This year, they rebranded the entire M&M family to be more inclusive. Now the red M&M is nice instead of being a bully, and the orange M&M has solved his undiagnosed mental disorders by tying his shoelaces. But with these important changes, in yet another demonstration of chocolate-based sexism, even the female M&Ms are being held to a higher standard. They're not allowed to express their own sexuality, with the brown M&M being forced to wear what the old white men over at Mars view as professional heels, and the green M&M is being infantilized, swapping her boots for sneakers. And the two female M&Ms have been further desexualized, setting aside their supposed rivalry for the smooth crotched attention of the male M&Ms. Seems a bit redundant given that some of them don't even have nuts. Mars had time to improve the red M&M's manners and to slut-shame the female M&M's, but no one gave a damn when the orange M&M was torn apart by his psychopathic friends, who even used his guts to spell out the word caramel. Now, you might be thinking, why exactly have these sweet treats become the newest target in the ever-raging culture war? Well, turns out the only thing these progressive activists care more about than indoctrinating your kids, destroying gender norms, and ruining Western society in general, is chocolate. I'm Ian Howarth, and this is Off Limits. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. After you've done that, subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're working on 3D and even 4D episodes. Deshaun Watson, the new quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, has been suspended without pay after an independent investigation into allegations of sexual misconduct. You'd think having to play for the Browns would be punishment enough. And before you all lose your mind saying, I'm British, what do I know? I'm a huge fan of football. Not soccer. Soccer sucks. American football. I know what I'm talking about. Call it with the racism. Watson has been accused of sexual assault and inappropriate conduct during massage sessions while playing for Houston. 25 women have filed civil lawsuits claiming that Watson wanted them to rub him up the wrong way. The NFL will be appealing the decision, telling the media, quote, These are very serious violations. It's not like he knocked out his fiancée in an elevator in Atlantic City or something reasonable like that. We really need to do something about this. One pundit explained why Watson was not immediately expelled from the organization, saying, quote, while extremely serious, it's not the worst thing he could have done. For instance, he could have bet on NFL games while inactive or even smoked marijuana. Such crimes would carry at least a full year suspension. After the ban was announced, Deshaun was so clearly distraught that he stormed out. When a journalist asked Deshaun where he was going, he said he was extremely stressed and needed to get a massage. His legal team quickly stepped in and said that they were confident that this will all have a happy ending. Honestly, massages are a touchy subject. The last time I got one, I asked the therapist if it's unusual to get an erection. Don't worry, it happens all the time, they replied. Okay, I said, would you just mind keeping it out of my face? In other news, Beyonce will be removing an ableist slur from her new song after backlash from disability activists. 
One activist wrote on Twitter that the use of the slur, quote, feels like a slap in the face to me, the disabled community, and the progress we try to make with Lizzo. Recently, Lizzo also altered a line in one of her new songs, which originally went, quote, hold my bag, bitch, hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm a spaz. And Beyonce's song included this Shakespearean line, quote, spazzing on that ass, spaz on that ass. By the way, I initially requested to rap those lines to a trap beat, but my producers threatened to quit on the spot. The tweet added, quote, guess I'll just keep telling the whole industry to do better until ableist slurs disappear from music. To be honest, I'm not actually in favor of people saying the word spaz, but where's the line here? Beyonce's song still includes lines like glitter on my kitty, dimples on my hips, stretch marks on my tits, and whole lot of N-word been waiting. And Lizzo's song still includes lines like bitches are, bitches are, dancing like a CEO, and I'ma go Lorena Bobbitt on him so he never f*** again, no oh, oh. You remember who Lorena Bobbitt is though, right? She was the woman who cut off her husband's penis while he was asleep. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that that should count as a disability. Do better, Beyonce and Lizzo. Do better. And in case you missed it, according to a British model, Spain's equality ministry used her image without her permission in a body positivity campaign and edited out her prosthetic leg. They did add armpit hair though. While Spanish authorities clearly have no problem with old women or fat women, the fact that yet another legless British tourist has been disrespected on the continent has left many people hopping mad. A 51-year-old army veteran was arrested in England for posting a meme which arranged the LGBT progress flag into a swastika. The arresting officer said that Darren Brady was being detained because the meme had made someone feel anxious. According to reports, the police first tried to force Brady into paying for a re-education course to avoid being charged with a crime. Presumably it would have been a waste of time given that the man didn't speak a word of German. And finally, Congresswoman Liz Cheney has responded to critics by sharing a picture of Yellowstone's Kevin Cosner wearing a t-shirt that said, I'm for Liz Cheney, with a caption that added, real men put country over party. Nothing like a fake Republican sharing a picture of a fake cowboy on Montana to try and convince the people in a state you rarely visit that you're a Republican after all. Because Montana and Wyoming are the same, at least to the people who spend their lives hobnobbing in DC until campaign season. Then again, maybe Kevin Cosner was given a choice between wearing the t-shirt and going on a hunting trip with Liz Cheney's dad, Dick Cheney, and didn't really fancy getting shot in the face. Based on the feedback we've been getting, one thing is clear. Quite a lot of you would like nothing more than to sit on my face. While the vast, vast majority of you will never achieve that dream, I do have the next best thing. On watchofflimits.com shop, you can buy the official Off Limits with Ian Howarth pillow. It comes in a variety of sizes, depending on your needs, and is adorned with this face. And if you're into it, you can flip it over and enjoy the other side. And unlike my real face, this pillow is machine washable. Like my real face, it's 100% polyester. Do not rest until you buy your very own Off Limits with Ian Howarth pillow today. You might actually want to buy two because you will need one to scream into for the next segment. Insider trading politicians are the worst. A few weeks ago, Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was arrested in California for drunk driving. Despite causing a two-car wreck while intoxicated, Paul Pelosi is still an above-average driver for the Bay Area. But he isn't best known for playing real-life Mario Kart on the streets of San Francisco. No, he's best known, alongside his wife, for making an absolute ton of money in the stock market, which, in addition to real estate and exporting flying monkeys to Iran, has made the Pelosi's a California dynasty. But Nancy Pelosi isn't alone. She's just one of many exorbitantly wealthy politicians. 
In fact, she's only the 14th richest member of Congress. What a schlub. She's only personally worth around $46 million, or around $120 million if you include Paul Pelosi. Senator Rick Scott is worth $200 million. That's more than four Nancys, or 200 Hunter Bidens. Somehow, on salaries that top out at just over $200,000 a year, so many politicians are rich. Yes, some of them were rich before, and some will get rich after, but a lot get rich, or at least much richer, during. People like multi-millionaire Maxine Waters, who Business Insider listed as one of their 14 most corrupt members of Congress back in 2014 for arranging meetings between Treasury officials and One United Bank, a bank her husband had a big financial stake in, which ended up receiving $12 million in bailout money. Oh, and she's chairwoman of the House Financial Services Committee, by the way. But while politics will always have this gross, you scratch my back, I'll flood your wallet with cash system, there's another layer of arguable corruption that's going on in plain sight. Insider trading. Now, Congress is supposed to be limited by what's known as the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act, or STOC Act if you love acronyms. It was passed in 2012 and bans politicians from trading on confidential information they learn while in office, and also requires members of Congress to disclose all transactions over $1,000 within 45 days. If they're late, they're fined $200 for their first offense. Amazingly, this fine isn't the insurmountable deterrent they thought, because this law has been violated by 66 members of Congress and counting, leading to renewed calls for legislators to be banned from trading individual stocks. Because this is basically what Congress looks like when the cameras are off. Look what I found in my pocket! Look! A year's salary right here! What I call them? Fun coupons! The truth is, members of Congress trade individual stocks. A lot. And what's super duper weird is how good they are at it. According to NASDAQ, just in 2021, Congress bought and sold well over $500 million worth of stocks, options, securities, and cryptocurrencies. And so many of them were just so lucky. In fact, they did so well, the 2021 Congress beat the market, helped by some unusual trades. First, let's take a look at Senator Tommy Tuberville. He bought up to $1.84 million in non-energy mineral stocks like copper, steel, and aluminum just before Biden signed his infrastructure bill. He also sold up to $15,000 in Microsoft stocks in late June, two weeks before a $10 billion government contract was cancelled. Tuberville sat on the Senate Armed Services Committee, which has access to defense contracts, but I'm sure it's unrelated. Just like House Republican Pat Fallon, who sits on the House subcommittee, which reviews defense contracts. He sold $250,000 in Microsoft stock right before the deal fell apart. House Republican Brian Mast bought stocks in cannabis company Tilray, just before voting in support of the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. He sold the stock for a return of 563%. House Republican Kevin Hearn, or who sits on the House Budget Committee, by the way, bought stocks in Lockheed Martin in August, and again just weeks before the arms company won a $10.9 billion government contract. House Democrat Kathy Manning, who sits on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, bought Lockheed Martin stocks two weeks before the deal. What a coincidence. Then there's House Democrat Zoe Lofgren, she bought up to $15,000 in an electric vehicle manufacturing company and has co-sponsored electric vehicle tax credit proposals in the past. Moving on to the world of cryptocurrency, Senator Cynthia Lummis bought up to $100,000 of Bitcoin in August, while the Senate was drafting crypto regulations. Senator Pat Toomey also drafted amendments to these crypto regulations while holding crypto. And then last and certainly not least, there's Nancy Pelosi, who through Paul likes to drink Pelosi, is a stock market wizard. Or which. In March of last year, the Pelosi power couple bought up to $3 million in Microsoft stock. And what do you know? Under two weeks later, Microsoft announced a $22 billion contract with the US Army, putting them up 160%. 
This year, just a few weeks before Congress voted on whether to invest $54 billion in semiconductor manufacturing and research in the US, Paul Pelosi invested millions in NVIDIA. What do they make? Semiconductors. Where are they based? Silicon Valley, which is in the US. Nancy Pelosi and her husband are so good at this stock market thing that people are building out Nancy Pelosi ETFs so us normal people can track her investments. Now, it seems obvious to me that it's beyond insane to allow politicians to trade stocks in companies they are legislating, let alone the fact that it's just so obvious that so many of them and their families are trading on inside information. If you don't believe me, check out Nancy Pelosi being asked whether her husband ever made a stock move based on information she provided. Over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you received from you? No, absolutely not. Turns out that Shaggy's It Wasn't Me was actually inspired by Nancy Pelosi being caught on TD Ameritrade at 3am. After that awkward question, Nancy Pelosi scuttled off because a wad of hundreds was giving her a wedgie. Shortly after this press conference, Paul Pelosi dumped all of his NVIDIA stock for a total loss of over $341,000. That'd be a lot of money for most of us. Either they're feeling the pressure or NVIDIA will go out of business next week. But are we really? Honestly surprised that members of Congress, including Nancy Pelosi, who's Speaker of the House, who have made millions upon millions of dollars in the stock market, don't want to make it harder for them to gain the system. I'm pessimistic that the average person could reliably legislate their own behavior, let alone the swamp creatures in DC. I told you that pillow would come in handy. So if you haven't thrown your phone through a window by now, we should all be able to agree that the stock market should be off limits to the very people who are best positioned to manipulate and profit from it. But because we allow Congress to police itself, There's not much we can do right now. The House is working on legislation that might ban members of Congress, senior staff, and maybe their spouses from buying, selling, or trading individual stocks. But remember, Nancy Pelosi is Speaker of the House. This is the woman who thought the best way to prove she was just like the average citizen was to put on her favorite wig and call into the Late Late Show to show off her $24,000 freezer full of $12 a pint ice cream. If you think Nancy's going to take a pay cut because of a silly thing like corruption, you're higher than Joe Biden at a press conference. But there is a bright side. When the American dollar becomes worthless and China buys the country from under us, she will be just like us. Oh, except the Pelosi family has millions of dollars invested in China, so maybe not. Thanks for joining me. Please don't forget to hit that like button, the notification bell, subscribe to the channel for other videos, anything to keep the show afloat. I'll see you next time on Off Limits with me, Ian Howarth. Off Limits with Ian Howarth was created by Ian Howarth. Produced by Austin Stevens. Executive producer, Ian Howarth. Written by Ian Howarth, Austin Stevens, and Nick Sheehan. On-call tantric massage therapist, Nick Sheehan. Off Limits with Ian Howarth is a Half Crown Production show. Copyright Half Crown Productions 2022.